Hey there. Like this show and want to create one similar? Let me tell you about Anchor. First of all, it's free. Uh, One of the main things that I love about Anchor, but that's not all. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. How awesome is that? Now, you can even add any song from Spotify directly to your episodes. The possibilities are endless for what you can create. Whether it's music analysis, your own radio show, or something the world has never heard before. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you. So it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many, many more. You can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. That's A-N-C-H-O-R dot F-M to get started. Welcome to the Kidney Connection, a weekly show about dialysis wellness, kidney health, and how to make holistic choices that can lead us to the healthiest possible versions of ourselves. I'm your host, Ebony G, a registered nurse in Baltimore, Maryland. For more information and free resources to help you get started, please visit our website, www.lwapllc.com. I really hope you enjoy listening to this show, but just a reminder, this show is not a substitution for medical diagnosis and treatment. So welcome, welcome to The Kidney Connection. I am Ebony G, and today my guest is the amazing Ms. Beverly Johnson. How are you? I'm well. Uh, Thank you so much for having me. Good, good. No problem. No problem. So today we are going to hit a lot of uh, what I think you're going to talk a lot about is physical wellness, but a lot of the emotional uh, components that go into that. So before we dig in, could you uh, tell the listeners a little bit more about you? Well, well, thank you. First of all, my name is Beverly Johnson. I am from this small town called Mobile, Alabama. Um, it deep, it's deep and south as you can get. When you get to Mobile, you either have two options, either go to Florida or go to Mississippi. Wow. Um, yes. And, and from there, I went on to Alabama A&M University, um, commissioned in the military, did the whole thing, the expectations that you do your life, get an education, go through life, get a good job, benefits, everything else. And as, as, as according to the script, I got married. Uh, and midway through the marriage, I realized that I was with the wrong partner. And decided that it was best to go ahead and get a divorce. And in the process of going through a divorce, it was probably the most stressful, most depressing, most chaotic time I'd ever, ever encountered. encountered. And the fallout from it was me feeling lost, feeling confused, um, not really understanding what my why would be. Mm. Because for so many years, I was aligned as Mrs. And so now it was in a space of, well, what do I do now? And because I didn't have the tools at that time to really cope, I turned to food. 
And from that, I gained roughly 30 pounds. And it took me having to have a harsh conversation with myself and to forgive myself and to start the work of detoxing my spirit and finding my way back. And that is how, uh, from the tools and insight I gained, I created Genesis Fitness. Wow, that is, you just even inject your, uh, <laughs> your introduction, you said a lot there. That whole self-forgiveness piece is a episode all unto its own. <laughs> oh, that's a component that we don't even talk about because I remember um, having a feeling and I couldn't process, I couldn't tell, I couldn't explain what I was feeling because I was like, it wasn't anger, it wasn't sadness, it was shame. Mm-hmm. Because it was like, what do I do now? How do I face my parents? How do I face my friends? Everyone that, you know, I was going around saying, my king this, my king that. And now he's just, just dude. He's just old boy. Right. Right. Yes, yes, yes. That is, oh, I have, um, I went, I went through that too, um, with the, I guess with my Self, like in multiple situations and what what I learned was that shame and, and forgiveness weighs weighs so so heavy on you and and what it really did for me was it affected my self-trust I did not trust myself to make decisions because I felt like because of what had happened I made wrong decisions and then I just couldn't trust myself to make new decisions so it's 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 something it tears into you Oh my gosh, you spoke on that because I remember feeling the exact same way of going, if I've made this type of decision over here, where else have I made bad decisions? That's right. Yeah. Oh my gosh. So then if you're not careful, you will go down a rabbit hole and you will reassess everything and you'll just begin this series of just shame and guilt and you'll think that everything about you is, is, is ugly. Everything about you is bad. So at some point you have to stop and say, you know what? And so I had to say, Beverly, you made a mistake, but you are not a mistake. Yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, I love um, that what what we will be talking about today is the importance of your why. And you touched uh, on that a lot just now with your story and, um, like I, like I told you before we started recording for the longest time, not even including a business, just in my life, it was hard to even understand my why and why it was important. So it's definitely, I think it's something that everybody has to figure out. Well, I know it's something that they have to figure out for themselves, but I think the method and how everyone gets there um, is different. And so that's why I think this, this conversation is, is important and necessary because it, it takes going there. You know, mm-hmm. sometimes five, ten, however many times it takes for you to get it. So it's not just the one thing. And then your why evolves. It it changes. It doesn't necessarily stay the same. So sometimes you have to circle back and do that same process all over again if, if you shuffle some things around. Exactly. It does. It does. So you said that your first point was having a why keeps you focused. Can you uh, talk more about that? Oh, yes. When we, for me... When I work with um, my divas, that's what I call my clients. Um, one of the first things that we sit and talk about is what are your goals? And just for an example, they say, well, I just want to lose weight. 
And my subsequent question is always, why? And they'll just look at me with this look of, well, because I have to. And I was like, what, what will be your benefit of it? And so it was one of those that in, in, in doing things like that with my client and saying, it keeps you focused because you need a goal. Because we often don't realize that your why is your goal. Mm-hmm. What's your motivating factor that will keep you going? Because motivation ends. There comes a moment where motivation stops and discipline has to kick in. Mm-hmm. And if I don't have my goal in sight, then I will be quick to give up. If I don't know what my why is, if I don't know what your, your, my client's whys are, then we'll never get any place. And so that's why I encourage, you know, my clients to stay focused because you have that, the finish line in sight, because if you never have a, 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 an end state, then what are we pushing for? That's true. That is so true. And then of course, when you get your goal in comes the distractions, right? (laughs) Every single time, you know, (laughs) Because I remember I used to have a a lab and the running joke was he would, his name was Samson, that Samson would be honed in, just trained, would be training mode. He's doing this quick thing. Then the moment he sees a ball, it's like, ooh, shiny thing. And he'd run away. And I'm thinking, you're so, he would get so distracted by the unnecessary stuff that he would forget the main thing was the main thing. And so if we're not careful, we will lose track of the main thing and we'll get lost in the other stuff that really has no bearing on what we're doing. Yeah, that is so mm, eliminating. It seems like things that weren't even on your radar to distract you Mm -hmm. um, comes up, or it could also be the journey itself that distracts you, which is one type is what sometimes throws me off because it could be that so I am like I'm working on it my therapist always tells me the warm water is fine because I'm a black and white a hot or cold person just by nature actually I'm finding it's not by nature it's by um upbringing but that that's a whole nother subject too Mm -hmm. um but I am hot and cold and so for me if say my goal was to work out five times a day five times a week if I missed Monday and I knew like, okay, I only had, you know, five, maybe I could do six days where I could get something in and I missed a day. I was done for the week. Wow. I was done for the week. Like I'm not going to make my goal of five. So I'm done. And like you said, what I had to realize was that I had to reframe that and say, okay, so if I, my goal is five and that's great. But if I can only do four, four is better than none. Mm-hmm. Three is better than none. Two is better than none. One is better than none. You know, I just, it was really those distractions. I think you really have to dig down and, and speak to them and just tell them not only that they are not the boss, but you you tell them what you're going to do. And for a long time, I let that, you know, control and and monopolize me. That's incredible. But you know, it's not uncommon. I had a client once where she had this idea that before she could start on her wellness journey, she had to have all the components, the gear, the outfit, the bottles, the journal, the journals, 
And one day I was like, what are you doing? Well, I can't start because I don't have my, my bottle, my water bottle. It's like, if you don't come on, your day will not stop if you don't have the certain water bottle that everybody said that you have to have. That the goal is for you to move. But she put in her mind that this yep. checklist that she had to have in order to feel that she was adequately ready to proceed. And finally, we had to get to a point and say, you realize you're procrastinating. That's right. I said, perfection is procrastin is the right. depth, is, is procrastination. You are procrastinating. Yes, yes, yes. That, that P word, I call myself a pro- perfectionist in recovery. <laughs> I am too. So I, when you said that about the five days, I totally understood. <laughs> but if I can't be my way, then I'm, I'm just not doing it. I'm done with it. Like, I'm done. Like, we not doing it. That's, that's my entire everything. It's like, oh, it can't be done this way. Well, it can't be done. And I really had, that helped me. It's a gift and a curse, though, because when you on it, you on. Like, mm-hmm. you hot, you rolling. So when, it's, when it works in your favor, it's amazing. But it's when, um, when it comes to, to becoming a self-sabotage that it's really not, you know, you realize that it's not necessarily a good trait to have so strongly. My therapist always, every, every um, session, she makes me write excellence over perfection like to begin with because I just I struggle with that and um that helps me and every time I get in that mindset I tell myself excellence over perfection and that is usually enough to jog me out of you know whatever sinkhole I'm getting ready to go into regarding that perfectionism (laughs) because I think I saw this thing by Brene Brown that said good enough is great good good enough is great because you will end up in this cycle of just I have to do this. I have to do this. And you end up never doing anything. Nope. Nothing. Not a thing. Not a thing. And you, it, it, it decreases your celebration of what you are accomplishing because you, you, you feel like it's, even if you did it, it's not good enough. And so you mm-hmm. diminish, you know, you diminish that, that awesome thing that you've done because you have this, got it in your mind that, even though it's done, it's not good enough. But you know what's so weird about that is that to everyone else that saw you knock it out the park, <laughs> they're, they're celebrating you. Yes. And they're like, oh my gosh, I can't believe you did that. Like, yeah, but now that I'm looking at it, I should have went with another shade of blue. Right. Yeah. Now that I'm looking at it, that should have really been a more gray than a white. Now that I'm looking at it, so you've just contradicted your whole celebration That's because right. you won't allow yourself. And some of that is to be present, mm-hmm. to be present in the moment yes. and give yourself permission to make mistakes. Yes. 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 And as my, one of my biz besties always tell me and give yourself grace through that as well. Like you're not going to be perfect. And, and, and honestly, sometimes it might be crap. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? It might not be the best. You might have done not not a good job, but give yourself grace through those learning moments, so that instead of you know scaring you off and 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 making you not want to do anything ever again, it inspires you to be better. Exactly. Last week, yes, it was last week. I was teaching a class and I wasn't feeling my best, but I gave it my all, 
And I remember at the end of class, I was like, oh my gosh, this was such a horrible class. I, I, I don't even know how to even begin. And I remember one of the ladies, she was like, oh my gosh, she said, this was the best class that I've had. I have sweated. I was like, really? She was like, it was just great. She said, you really targeted the areas that I needed. This was just, she said, Beverly, I'm drenched. And I'm thinking, in my mind, I was just mm-hmm. like, huh. Because I saw all my faults. I saw all the spaces I messed up, my missteps. Yeah. She was focused on, this was a, an amazing workout. And I was thinking, wow, mental note, perception is everything. That's right. It is. It is. And it's so many different ways to look at one thing. Mm-hmm. So many different ways. But we always tend to be you know, our, worst, our, worst, our worst critic and just automatically go to the worst possible case scenario ever. <laughs> Every single time. Every time. That's why I always tell people I um, have wrote a was like co-author in a book and my um my chapter was called don't throw away your notes and it was because I used to journal like I've always journaled a lot but I used to throw them away and then when I got into similar circumstances I didn't really have I felt like I didn't have the tools I needed to get out of it because I knew I got out of it before but you know when you sometimes when you're in those dark places, you can't you can't remember. You're not thinking clearly. You don't mm-hmm. you know you're not compre- comprehending well. So now, I keep all of my journals. Um, number one to help me see that okay, this is kind of what I did, and at least I have a I have a reference. But also to show me that I'm strong enough to do it because sometimes you will lie to yourself and tell yourself that you can't do it. So I keep them also as proof. That yes, you can. You've done it before, and you can do it again. Mhm, mhm, mhm. And and you know, it's so weird that we'll get to stuff like you know situations like that, and we'll go, "Oh my gosh, I can't believe this is upon me." And mm-hmm. then like, wait, you know, you just went through this a few years ago, right? <laughs> <laughs> and you're just like, "Whatever shall I do?" Like, yeah. you know, this is you. And you know, and the funny thing about it is that from wisdom part of you is telling you you've seen this before mm-hmm. it may have come in a different packaging but yep. you've seen this scenario before yeah why are you hesitant now yeah because then the perfectionism kicks in um yep. the fear of failure kicks in well well, well you know well, now that i know this i'm gonna do x y and z and i'm gonna make sure my blue and gray are perfect and then it still turns out the same way it did the last time. Like, you know what? It's good enough. Yeah. Yeah. That is so, so true. I know uh, before we started recording, we had spoke uh, in reference to people who might have gained weight um, since they've been at home uh, since COVID-19 has started. So I think all of these things that we have talked about so far are definitely relevant because most people who probably have gained weight during this time have gained weight during other courses of other times, whether it's, you know, emotional highs, emotional lows, just a gradual, you know, increase. And so, you know, I think all of what, all of your points are definitely um, powerful for them, for those 
people and to let them know, like, don't let anything, you know, past or present stop you from still moving in the direction that you want to go. Well, you know, I think what makes it different this time is that we have so much uncertainty. Yes. And with the uncertainty, um, we don't know really how to process Mm-hmm. what the next what's the next step is because we went from because I remember all this happened was like on my birthday we went from living our lives to saying okay go in the house okay mm-hmm. now when you go in the house you're not going to educate your kids in addition to educating your kids working from home um we don't know how long to tell you to be in there oh yeah. and by the way all your other activities are now done until we can figure this out okay, good luck, and may the odds be in your favor. Right. And so we've all been in a state of limbo of, well, do I plan a vacation? Do I cancel my vacation? Do I go out of town? Where's the mid, Where's that middle where we have what we perceive as normal again? And because we don't see that returning, that's a grief that nobody can articulate for us. Yes, it is. It is. And not to mention the trauma of everything we're seeing, you know, the lives lost and the lives affected and many people are out of work and, you know, bills are behind. I mean, it's traumatic. It's it's, it's so much at one time where my niece was affected by her job um, closed and Mm. we were like, well, will they open back up? And she said, no, they're, they're officially out of business. And by that point, she was young. She's just starting her career. She's 22. She just bought her first car. Wow. Wow, yes. Like you said, uncertainty definitely brings about a new layer and level of of stress. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. It does. It does. It does. So... With all that being said, how do you suggest we, and I say we collectively because I'm still, you know, I'm, I'm forever a student. So how do you, how do you suggest that we all, you know, try to keep on target? I think the biggest thing that helps me keep on target is, as I said, remember my why and it's finding my purpose. Mm-hmm. And not just when you find your, your, your why and you set your goal, um, I try to, you know, use the acronym. I try to make my goals SMART. Mm-hmm. Um, SMART being specific, measurable, achievable, realistic, and with a time frame set to it. So that gives me something to keep driving for every month, where every month, now that I'm in here, a full-time teleworker, I try to set a different goal for myself every month or a project. So I'm working on something where I keep my, my mind and my spirit actively involved. Yes, that, that right there is a, is a tool that everybody can use. Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. Because just because your landscape has changed, your purpose hasn't changed. Your vision hasn't changed. Whatever you were working on in January, you can still manifest it. It's just we have to change our approach to it. Right. Yeah, yeah. You just have to, it's going to be a different method. <laughs> That's all it is. It's going to be a different method. That is for sure. 
That is for sure. Well, thank you for this. Has just been a, a refreshing conversation from you know just other things that we we have to hear about and see about. Even though you know, I, I with the social social injustice, that is even though I'm weary, I'm definitely definitely not tired um, of the fight. But you know, it's just nice to talk about you know, something a little uplifting because we got to, we, we have to shake it up. We can't be in live in that world the whole time either because that was starting to also <laughs> affect my mindset because I was so, just so hurt about everything that's, I've been hurt, but it's, it's just feels like with everything, like, like you said, everything is coming all at once. And this has just been hot and heavy in that area as well. And, um, it, you know, it just makes you emotionally want to just do something and you're stuck in the house and it's like, which you going to bake some, probably bake some cookies or make some pasta and you're going to eat it. Right. And because that, with all that, um, that has happened, that added another layer yes. of anxiety, um, mm-hmm. in, in some spaces, hopelessness, mm-hmm. because you're just now like, okay, on top of all this, now this is happening too. Yes. Um, that was more to digest than I think any of us were, we were prepared for. I wasn't ready. <laughs> there, there, there was nothing that was, that could have prepared us for it. And then you layer that on having to then go to a corporate space. Yes. So you have all these feelings bubbling up and then you have to go to work. Yep. Yep. And suppress it. Oh, definitely suppressed. I think one day I had a coworker. He was trying to make a joke about the coronavirus and the riots. And I would not even let him get the whole word riot off, off his tongue before I said, we're not doing this today. I'm not, I'm not here for that today. Mm-hmm. I was just going to tell a joke. No, not, no, not today. You will not. Nope. This is not the time. This is not the time. And that brings up something else um, that makes me think about what, what you've been talking about too is really protecting your energy and your environment and just knowing like some things, you know, that maybe you, you could deal with before. Like I was, I'm an avid news watcher, but I had to put it down. I had to start limiting my news um, at best at night to 30 minutes. Yeah. Because at some point it was really getting to be too much. Yes. And so I'll tell anyone that I binge watched Judge Judy on YouTube. And so I was just sitting here for days in the evenings when I would get off work and finish my clients. I would sit at night and watch Judge Judy on YouTube because I just needed something different in my atmosphere. Yep. Yeah, that is definitely, definitely another um, nugget you know you it, it's fine to change the narrative for a little bit in your life change what you're what you're consuming and not just in a food way but in all of your consumption you know you changes have to be made and you know new things have, have to be brought in in order to maintain um, a healthy a healthy overall balance in your life it is and, and like you just said the key word is, is balance where you can have the news mm-hmm. and you can also have doses of the shade room. It's about right. balance because yep. sometimes you, there are some days you need the shade room to shake off what you just saw in the news. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Yeah. As, as you said, we talked about earlier, get curious. There's nothing wrong with, with just investigating and looking into some other things. There's nothing wrong with it. It's, it's <laughs> nothing wrong. You're not betraying your culture or yourself or your society or anything by just looking into some different methods that will help you to live a better life. You know, I put on my list every year for my birthday that I, I pray that I remain intellectually curious mm-hmm. um, to have the thing to go, well, what does that do? Well, what do you do? I think I'll try it mm-hmm. because this year before everything happened, I would go to the gym and I would always try different classes. And there were some that I said, I will never come back to because it just <laughs> didn't, it didn't resonate with me. Right. And I saw other ladies, they were like, was this not the best class? And I was like, no, it wasn't. <laughs> but, but I had to frame it as it wasn't for me. Right. But I wouldn't have known that had I not walked in here and tried it. Yeah. Absolutely. I, I, I definitely encourage seeking out different things because you, you never know. You never because know. you might just end up liking it. Yeah. I know. I, that's how I got into bar. I was doing the same thing you did. And it was, uh, it was Friday morning. It was a good time for me. I was like, I'm going to do this bar class. And I loved it because I love Pilates and I love yoga. And it was just a, it was a mix of the two with a little, you know, a little twist of its own. And I loved it. I'm like, and I would have never known what bar was had I not went to mm-hmm. that class. And so you, I think many cases we give, we give ourselves, do ourselves a disservice when we don't allow ourselves to venture out into new foods, new spaces, new circles, because you never know what you're going to miss out on. Yeah, that's true. That, that is true. And I was always, I, I never was one to to be curious and it, life has a funny way of, of pushing you into things to um to open you up even if it's even if you're unwilling <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and sometimes when the opportunity is there it's a matter of when life gives it to you it's almost a test like okay what are you going to do with it right yeah yep how are you going to use this how are you- you're like you're like I think I'm going to enjoy myself because I remember I went to a wedding maybe it was three years ago and I was sitting down because you know I was like I think I've danced enough I'm, I'm gonna I'm just gonna quietly slide out and disappear and I remember the DJ was like hey you pretty lady in the red dress I know you want to dance and I was like but I, I didn't know anyone I was a, a, a best friend I was her plus one I didn't know anyone in the room except her and but I wanted to go dancing and I went out there on the dance floor all by myself and I looked back behind me and 10 other women by themselves we were all on the dance floor and they all said we were just waiting on someone to get up Mm -hmm. wow so you never know who you're going to be a catalyst for that's right yeah, in any situation, it doesn't. It's not. It doesn't have to be, you know, magnificent and great. It doesn't ha- always have to be photographed and, and videoed. 
you know, it's just an everyday life. You just never know. Mm-hmm. And, and that's the beauty of it, because I think if your only motivation in pursuing a why or a goal is for the accolades of social media, I will tell you firsthand, you're doing it wrong. Yep. And even if you succeed, it's not going to last because once that goes away, your, your motivation is, is gone. Every time, because if you're just in the space where as soon as they see this, it's going to go viral and they'll really love me because I'm going to show them I'm the boss. If that's the only reason you're doing it, then you might as well table that, that, table that goal slash why, because it won't have any substance to it and you're not going to stick with it. Nope. No, you won't. You will not. Well, thank you so much for joining me today. This was a a great conversation. You actually touched on some points for me that I would like to um, explore in, in future episodes pertaining to definitely the shame, uh, the self-forgiveness, and the self-trust. Because I think that those are some of the basic foundations of of reasons why also why people can't find that why if you don't trust mm-hmm. yourself you know then you 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 won't know your authentic self and you won't know your authentic why because you you know you you're doubting everything you know at that point exactly because if you're always focused on the past mistake um then you're always going to struggle because i've learned that's when you become resilient that's when you develop mm-hmm. that muscle where you learn to shake it off because I remember once I um my pastor he told me once he said I can always tell people who kind of play sports and I said why he said because they learn early on how to shake off a mistake and and just get back in there Mm. and I was like oh wow I didn't know that he was like yeah you he said I can tell people who play sports because you can recognize that you made a mistake deal with it but then you keep it moving you don't internalize it. You don't let that define you. He said, because if you let it get in your head, then you can't get to the next, the next time you come up to bat or the next time you go to shoot a, a goal, the, you, he said, you have to throw the past away. Mm. And I said, wow. He said, you can't be standing at the free throw line saying, you know, I just messed up about five minutes ago. He said, because otherwise that determines the rest of your game. True. True. I never thought about it in that kind of sports analogy before. And when he it's said it that true. way, I said, that makes so much sense. It does. <laughs> it does. That's a he, great analogy. He said, that's why you hear people say, shake it off. I was like, oh, that makes sense. He said, that's how you become resilient, where you make the mistake, but you aren't the mistake. Mm. Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. I said, got it. Yes. 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 And I hope, I hope everyone listening caught that too, because that is, that is something. And even if you don't, even if you don't get it now, like you, you, you will, something will come up and you, you're going to, you're going to be able to pull from that. Cause that, that is a, a definite, that is definitely something that is going to happen and it's going to keep happening. Mm-hmm. And you're going to have to keep pulling yourself out every time. Mm-hmm. And, and we don't always speak about being resilient, but it is a, a fundamental tool that we all need in our toolbox to be able to just get back up. Yeah. Yes, we do. 
Yes, we do. Well, thank you so much, Beverly, for just taking some time to chat today. I really appreciate it. Thank you for having me. No problem. Tell people where they can find you. You can find me on Instagram at Bev K. Johnson. Um, find me on Facebook. Uh, my business page is Genesis Fitness, G-E-N-E-S-Y-S. And if you would like, I invite you all to join my girl tribe, um, my Fitness Divas page, uh, Fitness Divas spelled D-E-B-A-S. Please join us where you get fitness tips, weekly coaching, exercise, and everything else under the sun. I invite you all to join my tribe. Yes, please do. And I recently joined and I'm already catching some, catching some nuggets. So definitely, definitely check it out. And you will be able to see um, all of Beverly's information on our website um, on the show notes. Where this, where this podcast will also be. So thank you so, so much again, Beverly, for joining us. And we just hope everyone has a great day. Thank you for having me. No problem. I hope you enjoyed today's show. Please be sure to share this broadcast with family, friends, or anyone that you think could benefit from it. Also, share your takeaways from this show on your IG stories. Don't forget, Use the hashtag LWAP. Check out the show notes for the resources and references talked about in this episode at www.lwapllc.com slash blog. Thanks again. Talk to you next time.